Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. All right, good evening again, One Cause. I am really honored and excited to be here tonight. Um, and I'm really excited to introduce to you the people who are about to speak. Uh, you guys have blessed us. You as a church have blessed this youth group and, and me and everybody here so much um, with helping send us to camp, continuing to pray for us um, with the word that's spoken here and everything that you do. Tonight's our turn to bless all of you. So I just want to uh, introduce the first person that's about to come up here and receive the offering. Um, it's really been amazing to see every single one of these guys and girls really just step into the things of God. I remember when most of them were little, y'all probably know most of them from when they were babies. Um, I remember most of them from when they were at least that tall, like Marie and you know, all of them. Um, she's still that tall, but it's, it's okay. Um, but I'm really excited. Uh, Connor, why don't you go ahead and come up here and... Receive tonight's offering. Welcome, One Cause Church. I'm so happy to be here right now. Um, if you would like an offering envelope, just raise your hand and one of our ushers will give that to you shortly. And if you're watching online, you can donate at onecausechurch.com give. And I have a verse prepared for you guys today. And it says, give and it will be given to you a good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over. We'll be proud, poured into your laps, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. And that is Luke 6.38. And what that's talking about is how God has a huge abundance planned for you in your life. And what it also reminds me of is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, known as Halloween of 2006, where... <laughs> The previous year, Revenge of the Sith had just came out, and I was still majorly hyped off of that movie because I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, admittedly, and I decided that year to be Darth Vader. And as Darth Vader, I had this overwhelming sensation to just battle all the Jedis, I mean, aka good guys, and... I wouldn't just battle them. I would, I would battle them with my red lightsaber because I was repping the Sith. And I wouldn't just battle them with my lightsaber. I would also battle them for their candy. And, you know, since I was Darth Vader, I would battle Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is, he, he's, he's cool, I guess. And I would battle Anakin Skywalker, which is just a younger, lamer version of me. <laughs> and... And because I was Darth Vader, I would win all the time, obviously. And through the night, I, I amassed this huge amount of candy from the Jedis I battled and from the several houses I went to. And I had so much candy, I, I did not know what to do with it. I tried eating as much as I could, got super sick, and regretted it immediately after. So I decided the best thing I can do with this now is to give some of it away to other people. And I just want all of you guys to know that just like I had a bunch of candy, God is blessing you with an abundance in your life. And I just want you guys to know that for those of you who have already been blessed with an abundance of anything in your life, you know that's true. And for you that it's still to come, I just want you to know that. And I don't want you to ever lose hope. 
And I'm just going to say a quick prayer real quick for all of you. Dear God, I, I actually love every single person in this room because I feel like they're family to me, a one-cause family. And I pray to you that you give them prosperous lives and you, you let them grow financially and in their wealth. And I just pray to you that everyone in the future just goes on to be everything they want to be and they receive everything they deserve in life. Amen. Well, that was number one for the evening. Wasn't that awesome? Man, that's so good, Connor. That was awesome. Uh, we've got several more youth who are going to be speaking to you tonight, and I'm really excited to have them speak. I've heard several of the messages, not all of them, but I know they're all going to be amazing. Um, and I didn't tell them who was going to go first because they were all begging me not to go first, um, except Cammie. She wanted to go first, so she's not going to go first. Um, <laughs> Actually, first up, we have Dylan Holler. <laughs> okay, I didn't want to go first, but I didn't want to go last. I want to be right in the middle, but uh, thank you, Alex, I guess. Um, yeah, <laughs> the other day I was in my room, and I... I was just, you know, doing regular things that teenagers do. I was sitting, <laughs> not that, I was sitting in a chair in my room, and, uh, and um, I just heard, in my head, I heard, bless you. I was like, what? What does that even mean? I just heard, bless you. And then I thought nothing of it, and then, like, a few seconds later, I sneezed. I was like, that was weird. And then, <laughs> and then I heard a voice, God, I heard God in my head. He said, I bless you before you sneezed. I was like, dang, man, that's good. <laughs> and, um, and so I got, to, like, I got to talking to him, and I was like, like why, why would you tell me that? Like, I know. And he says, not just, not just before you sneezed. I blessed you before you even knew that I existed. I, I blessed you before anything, you know? And uh, 2 Corinthians 9.8 says, And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And I think that's just like a really good scripture, because it's saying that you have everything and you'll abound more in good works. It's, it's amazing to think that God blessed you before you sneezed. Amen. <laughs> All right, that was, that was good. Oh, sorry, that was awesome, Dylan. Thank you. Now I know, before I sneeze, God has already blessed me. That's awesome. All right, up number two. Um, let's go with Mr. Josh Quintero. This guy, I remember, how, how long was it, five years ago? Five years ago, he came to camp at, to YFN for the first year and I got to be his room leader, and he was about, like the rest of them, they were all about that tall, and he was quiet and shy, and it's just been so cool. I would have never expected, one, to see him this tall, but two, to have him in front of you guys speaking to you tonight, and I, I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. He's going to kill it. I love this guy. What's up, guys? Uh, tonight, I want to be talking to you about one of my favorite scriptures. It's Psalm 46.10, uh, this scripture has really helped me in my time of needs, 
just whenever I'm stressed out, you know, I got to sit, sit back and think about this scripture. Uh, I tell my friends about it whenever they need help. Psalm 4610 is, be still and know that I am God. So I remember a couple years ago, I was sitting outside with my friend who just hurt his knee. He was in a knee, he was in a knee brace. And I remember thinking, wow, I should pray for him. But I didn't because I was scared and I didn't want to look like an idiot in front of my friend. Well, now knowing this verse, whenever I even feel like I should pray for somebody, I do. Because I feel like if I were to look at God and say, should I pray for them? He's just going to laugh at me and be like, what kind of, what kind of question is that? You know, the, ans- the answer is always going to be yes. And so knowing that scripture, like, I don't care who you are, I'll pray for you because God is God and I know he can do miracles that I can't. So uh, I've been working at Walgreens for like maybe over a year now. And uh, I've been trying to get closer to my coworkers and my managers and try to like talk to them about Jesus. And if they ever need anything, let them know I'm there for them to pray. And um, recently, one of my managers came up to me. He told me that his stepmother had a really, really bad stroke, and she was in the hospital. He was, like, freaking out. And I was like, all right, bro, let's pray. So we went outside, and I prayed for him. And I went home that night, and I continued to pray. And I wasn't even worried because I knew that God was God, and he was going to heal her. And I had no question about it. And the next day, I walked into work, and he shook my hand. He had a huge smile on his face. He said, my stepmom is fine. She's leaving the hospital today, and every, every test they ran came back negative. So that just goes to show that no matter your issue in life or whatever you're stressed out about, just calm down and know that God is going to do his thing and that you'll be fine. That was so good. Well, what the first two lacked in time, the third one will surely make up for it because she talks a lot. I'm just kidding. Um, But up next, it's been really awesome to see Cammie over the last few weeks just really step up. And uh, at YFN, it was just awesome seeing her be a leader. I mean, she's such a leader. And seeing her on worship tonight, man, she killed it. The entire worship team, they killed it. It was awesome. I know she's got uh, like five pages of notes, and uh, I know, but she's got an amazing word planned for you guys, so let's all give her a round of applause. Pastor Alex. So, I'm sure you're all wondering, what's a Garner doing up here? <laughs> I don't know either, um, but thank you. <laughs> To get straight to the point, um, my message today is about peace. Now, the way that we typically understand peace is a kind of tranquility of mind, body, and spirit. But the way that the Bible uses it is a bit different, or typically uses it. It still encompasses that idea, but it accomplishes even more. It comes from the Hebrew word shalom, which comes to mean something around to be complete or whole or to live well. Now, this is going to be more important for later on, so just keep it in mind. Now, the reason why peace is so important is that in my meditations for this sermon, I've come to realize how much peace can affect your emotions and um, your, how you view life and how you walk through life. And for example, without peace, how can you let go of your anger of that guy who wronged you however long ago? How can you truly forgive? Without peace, how are you, without inner peace and peace within yourself, will you actually be able to see that you are worth 
something as great as the price that Jesus paid when everything around you just seems to scream you're worthless? Or without peace, you may be in a constant state of stress and fear about what's happening and what's to come. And at what point does this all become to the... At what point does it become... Ugh. (laughs) At what point... um, do you stop even seeing the good in your life and you actually start seeing God as someone who doesn't even care for you? Now, um, without peace, you become a victim of circumstance. Your feelings dictated by whatever situation you're in. So you're happy when everything's going right, but just how often does that happen? Or maybe not even that. Maybe you're stuck in the past and you think back to those people who bullied you and that was the start of your depression or anxiety. And you can go through whatever situation you're going through and try and do it yourself or you can try and rely on others. But, and you may succeed and I would be happy if you did, but I can guarantee that it's, not going to be easy and it's not going to be pleasurable. Now, it doesn't have to be that way because the Prince of Peace is waiting on you to call on him. Now, I want to point you to the story of David and Goliath. David, this young boy, faced a giant without any fear, in complete peace. Why? because he knew that God was by his side, that he would not let him fall. And I want to point you to John 16, 33, which says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now this is where the definition of peace becomes more important. So in me ye might have peace. Peace, yes, tranquility in a time of um, chaos and tribulation, but not even that. In any situation that you go through, you can still live a good life. Yes, with peace and tranquility, same thing, Um, but it may not even affect you. You will be strong to go through it. And I'd like to point you to the Greek translation of a few of these words. The word that they use for world is cosmos. And this, I read that this word is the use typically described, the, this word is used to describe the area in which Satan tries to influence. And nikos, for to overcome, in the grammatical sense of this verse, it means a continuous and abiding victory. So... Whatever Satan throws at you, you don't have to worry about it because God has, no, he, he's not going to help you and not going to overcome it. He already has. And I want to point you to one last verse. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So, to rest. So, it's not a complete, everlasting thing. To rest is just like a break. So, we're not promising, not promising you that you are not going, that you are never going to 
be in certain situations again, um, bad situations, but God will give you rest from whatever you're going through. And in this, you have... Uh, I also want to point you to the Greek translation for the word easy. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Um, but it comes to mean pleasurable. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. You can go through life. I, I, reiterating, you can go through life, go through any situation, and not only will you be stronger with God by your side, side, because that's what a yoke is. You put it on it for the animals, and you have two. It helps them all go, get stronger. Not only will you be able to go through life stronger, but you won't even feel as if it is a burden because it will be easy, it will be pleasurable. And the only thing you have to do is take it up. It is your decision. You can go through life trying to do it all yourself, carry this burden alone, but why? <laughs> Once again, the Prince of Peace is waiting on you to call to him. And you will be able to get through whatever you're going through, whether it is mental, whether it is physical, whether you're trying to uh, subdue the anger that continues to boil inside you, whether you're struggling with acceptance of yourself or whatever. God is there and is going to give you peace. All you have to do is call on him. Man, y'all should have been at YFN where these guys were preaching to me all week. It was incredible. It's so encouraging and it's so awesome. Um, I'm going to speak for just a few minutes before you guys, and then we're going to have a time for ministry. Um, I want to talk with you guys about the simplicity that is in Christ. In the book of 2 Corinthians, Paul writes a letter to the church at Corinth. Um, throughout this letter, he delivers a lot of rebukes because this church is still very immature as far as their Christian walk goes. And so uh, throughout this chapter, he's delivering correction and he's teaching them a lot of simple things. And in chapter 11, verse 3, he said this one thing. He said, But I fear, lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. There is simplicity in Christ. The most complex situations are made simple in Christ. Um, salvation, it's the simplest thing there is. The gospel, it's simple. Christ died for your sins. He was buried and he rose again on the third day. And that whoever believes on that will have eternal life. That's, that's the gospel and it's, it's simple. It's so easy to believe. And what happened was some people were coming into this church and they were telling the church that it's not enough just to believe, but you have to do this and that, and you have to say things like this. And, and they were giving them just some rules that they had to follow. And the, the sad part was that the church started believing it. And so Paul marveled that they were moving away from the simplicity that's in Christ. It's so easy for us as humans to see something that's easy, or, or get something the easy way and to start thinking, there's got to be more to it. Or, or there's something that I'm missing. Or this is too good to be true. It's uh, Adam and Eve in the garden. 
Um, they, God had given them dominion over everything, and yet Eve got it in her head that God's holding out on me. He's, there's this is, there's got to be something else that I'm missing that I don't know about. And so that's why she took from the fruit. Um, just we like to make things more complicated than they need to be. When I was in mechanical engineering in college, I had a lot of cool classes. Um, one of the classes I took was manufacturing engineering. It was a really fun class, and we had this really cool professor for it. And he had a lot of really cool stories about when he was in the industry. And one of the stories that he told uh, was this company that he had known where they assembled some product. They had this huge manufacturing line, and it was an automated process that would assemble the product, and then at the end of the assembly line, it would package the product in a box, and then it would send it off to get shipped. Well, the manager of this facility realized that they were having an issue, because what was happening is some of these boxes were turning up empty, because there was something wrong with the manufacturing process that for some reason some of the boxes weren't being filled. And so what they did is they hired this outside consulting firm to come in and look at their process and redesign it and fix it to where they weren't having this issue. And this was a hundreds of thousands of dollars were poured into this project. And a, a few weeks into this project, the manager was visiting the manufacturing line and realized that the factory workers had already come up with a solution. All they had done is put a giant fox fan, fo box fan beside the conveyor belt to blow off the empty boxes as they came by. What this company had spent hundreds of thousands of dollars trying to come up with this big complex solution, the workers had fixed it with no cost at all. It's our human nature to try to overcomplicate things and make them way harder than they ever need to be. It's, it's like that in a lot of the situations we find ourselves in. You know, the, the situation may be complicated. Maybe our finances are complicated. And so we start trying to think through, okay, well, I have to do this, this, and that. I have to work this many hours for this many weeks, for this many years, and then get these bonuses. And then maybe by the end of that, I'll be able to afford this, which in turn will help me do this. And we just complicate it. And don't get me wrong, it's great to have a plan, and it's great to save. But the thing is, we make it so complicated, then we completely cut God out of the equation. But the thing is, in Christ, things become so much more simple. The, uh, the essence of our Christianity can be summed up in this. Have faith in God. Because that's what's going to get you through all of these situations. It doesn't matter how complex your situation is. Have faith in God. When I was in college, I had a friend that I went to her small group with. And going into it, I knew that I didn't agree with all their, the things that they believed. But I still went to support her. And uh, the leader of this small group started teaching that if you're not experiencing the blessing of God in your life, it's probably because you're not doing this, this, and that. And I think one was like, you have pride in your life. You're not honoring something. And then there was, there was a few things that he named that that's the reason you're not receiving the blessings of God. And I, I mean, it kind of sounded dumb. I didn't think anybody was really like, paying attention to that, but at the end of the small group, my friend said, she said these words, she said, it makes so much sense now why I haven't been getting the provision that I've been believing God for. It's because I haven't been doing this, this, and that. And I'm like, what in your mind got twisted to think that this is about what you can do? 
Because it's not ever about what you can do. It's about what God has done for you. The Bible says that my God will supply all your needs. All you have to do is have faith in God. Your situation may be complex. Your finances may be complex. Your relationship may be complicated. Things in your life may not be simple, but I can tell you that the answer is simple. You have to believe God because that's the one thing that's going to get you through that circumstance. You cannot do this on your own. You have to have God with you. So I want to encourage all of you just to remember, whatever your situation is, just to remember, you need to have faith in God and you need to believe that he's going to deliver you out of every situation that you find yourself in and he will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.